Austin. That's true. He is he is a band leader. He probably has exquisite timing. So, and if you buy condoms, you game over. Oh, so a multiracial relationship. Well, we're gonna talk about that sandwich. Oh no, no, you can't say that. She wants to feel his hog while she tells him. Distasteful by CBS. That pee on this rabbit, honey. You just have to figure out what position it was when she got pregnant, and then sort of the the citizen cane of of tv sitcom i think it was 69 now i'm focused on the food and i really yeah really dazzling this is some old hollywood glamour and everything else is secondary wait you can't get pregnant from 69 put your sandwich down once i got the food i I want the food don't don't bother me with this if you didn't want him to eat the sandwich why'd you put the sandwich out without poop water david i don't use poop (laughs) Poop in some water, then you water your... your... <laughs> it's like, yeah, those damn unions. Yeah, it's because of the rise of communism. I was getting a little annoyed. I'm like, let's just get on with this. Like, I get it. And then that's why they kill JFK and all that stuff. Just one waterbed of disease. That's us. Just... I didn't find it as egregious as you did. Tears of sentiment and feeling. How crazy is that? The beds were always separate and... I'm so glad they're doing it. Raw dog, you guys. Way to ejaculate. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Featuring the VIPs of SBTV, Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kinda busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phasers to download the rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told Grab yourself a drink and let's unload In a very special episode That was very... on the sea, right? Yeah! <laughs> okay <laughs> There you go, David's good. I can't roll my eyes. Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't do it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's all that high school Spanish paying off. Española. Yeah. Well, that will come <laughs> in handy today. Hello, and welcome, dear listeners, to what is a very special episode. And tonight we are being very special. We're so special. We're enseñante, which is not in Spanish. It's in French. And maybe you'll figure out what that means as we go. I am your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, and with me, as is frequently, we have somebody who is in dear need of a liver shot. Uh, David bits an offer. And my, my liver is always needed in need of help. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is your liver shot? So you need a liver shot. Well, yeah, it's because of shots that my liver's shot that I need a liver shot. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. 
Well, that sounds fun. And you know what else is fun? We got somebody here who's got his tie stuck in the door. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, that is Austin Gordon. <laughs> much more likely to be wearing a tie than I am. That's for the <laughs> But not that likely. I think, well, I'm in a cardigan and the rest of y'all are in hoodies. So I think I'm the yeah. formal motherfucker tonight. <laughs> yeah, when are you? You're a cop. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't, don't tell them that. That's why I act so radical. So no one knows, David. Goddamn. Uh, and me this evening, your host, Carolyn Main. I am a standby dishwasher. I am just one of the proletariats. <laughs> I'm ready to wash dishes. I will lick them. I might let my dog lick them. It's a plan. Well, well that's appropriate because you are female, and I feel like... <laughs> oh, gee, gee, wow. <laughs> No, no, hold on, let me finish. No one even knows I what the episode like, is, so you sound crazy. I know, right? right? Well, like, I, feel, I feel like the ethos of this episode would agree that as a woman, you are the standby dishwasher. I guess that's true, but I don't know if I would get a union job. Um, that's true. <laughs> I guess we'll break the news, audience. We are going very back. We are going very back to a classic, a foundational sitcom, all the way back to black and white. I think this is one of our only second or third times, right? We've done a, we did that Western show, which was a black and white, and we did yeah, a... Yeah, we did a beaver. A beaver. We did the beaver. So this will be our third. Down was that it? Yeah. Yeah, with the... I wore a cowboy hat. It was fun. <laughs> no one saw it, though. It was a podcast. Uh, this episode is all the way back to... Oh, I think it's the 1950s. I didn't even check, but it's just like ancient history at this time. I'm speaking, of course, of I Love Lucy. It's totally a show. It's huge and classic. It's been right there this whole time. Have we ever watched it before? What do we think about it? David, what do you think about Love and Lucy? Uh, I know of I Love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I know do Lucy, you in fact Lucy love and, Lucy? Do you love Lucy, Lucy ah, David? It's just a show I never really watched. Like it, I guess it was too old for Nick at Night. Is that? Oh wow, that's fucking old. <laughs> Nothing is too old for Nick at Night. I know. That's what I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, My Three Sons was on Nick at Night, and that was pretty damn old too. So I don't know. Is it but, black and white? But yeah, I've never really watched it. I think there was the one with the chocolates or something, and then that one is huge. That was another yeah. contender for. Most especially oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean, it's an, uh, I I don't have much of an opinion on it. I'll put it that way. Like I certainly respected the show as like a huge show in the times, and never thought it would be like bad or anything. Just never actually watched it. Right, mm-hmm. right. I'm kind of similar, but we'll get mm-hmm. there. Austin, how about you? How much do you love Lucy? Um, maybe a little bit more than Davis, but not a lot. Um, I do remember, I feel like it had to have been Nick at Night. I feel like I watched a few of these episodes with my parents, or at least my mom. It could Um, have even been on just, like, syndication, on, like, network syndication. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, is the foundational sitcom Mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Um, not just in terms of, like, plot and stuff, but just the like camera movements and shots mm-hmm. and sort of the traditional setup of how sitcoms, the, the multi-plane camera where you're basically like filming a theater performance with, you know, the missing fourth wall on the set and that's where all the cameras are. And I mean, all of that stuff is really codified by I Love Lucy. It's sort of the, 
the Citizen Kane of, of TV. Yes, yes, that's pretty lofty, but I agree so entirely. So yeah, so it's one of, and so it's one of those shows where you don't even need to have really watched it. You've probably you're probably familiar with it. The the candy the, yeah. the candy conveyor belt mm-hmm. that David mentioned, uh, Vitamina Vegemin, you know, mm-hmm. all these little um, bits of the show that have just kind of soaked themselves into the zeitgeist because it was just such a a big hit it was such a foundational hit and it was such a like a long running one i mean like it it yeah. um i mean because there's like i love lucy and then the lucy show and they're not quite the same thing right. but it still has lucy and you know you mentioned earlier carolyn in an earlier episode i mean we have star trek because of i love lucy <laughs> yes desilu production the, the desilu productions mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it was just lucy was on tv in some form for like two fucking decades i mean it's just yeah yeah, it's a big deal so yeah i'm not intimately familiar with it at all but um i get the general gist of it and i've seen a few episodes right and similar to both of you i had not like seen a bunch of episodes i don't think it was as syndicated as often as like even mork and mindy for me on my local oregon television at the time but Lucy has seeped everywhere, to your point, Austin. That Lucy juice is in our cultural milieu forever. She, that chocolate thing got parodied on Wayne's World, <laughs> on The Simpsons. Homer just had, like, a Lucy clam. I don't even remember why, but they're, they're all over. Why, even Krusty the Clown, his studio where his show is filmed is called Krusty Lou Studio. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. For, for no, no in-universe reason, just the fact that. <laughs> It's a play on Desilu. Yeah, Krusty never had a successful marriage. No, he did not. <laughs> and I guess, married? like, not, not so uh, much. I don't think so. But Lucy and Ricky married in real life. That's part of, so part of why I wanted to do this episode is I haven't watched too many of her episodes. Just, like, what is seeped through. But I watched the very long, the long, long trailer, her movie, that she and Ricky did together. They're pretty much equals in stardom although not really right because we'll talk about lucy and then mention desi like 25 percent <laughs> as often if that but <laughs> i have to give him that he's a talent in his own right and i guess they made that movie on a bet because the executives of the studio didn't think that lucy and desi would make money when they're for free on tv but hmm. so lucy okay. made or desi made a big baller bet and bet like millions of dollars that it would be a hit and it was a hit so it was a double hit for him because he yeah. was a gambling man. <laughs> I could see that. And I got a couple facts about their history that I got the orphans to whisper to me about this episode as we go. But I guess just in general, I want to say that I find Desilu, their whole thing, you know, both stars separately and together, just really dazzling. This is some old Hollywood glamour and power. And it came right through into a sitcom. They did, to your point, Austin, I believe, Desi made up a bunch of the standard shots while they were doing it. It seems like they came straight out of vaudeville and stage acting, worked on a show. Mm -hmm. And she was always an actress. I've seen her in, like, old black and white movies. I can't remember which ones. Edit, we were thinking about Too Many Girls, 1940, and Stage Door, 1937. She was just a regular actress did some nightclub shows with Desi RL when they fell in love. They toured it. And then they made a sitcom, and then they made up what sitcoms were. And their marriage wasn't entirely successful. They eventually divorced, but they were pretty happy. And we can talk a little bit about their old world glamour and intrigue as we go. Well, but basically, well, and it's, yeah. 
it's not only it's not only foundational in its you know shot construction and mm-hmm. and things like that. It's the it's the original the title character's name is the same yes. as the star. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is just sort of there's a a thin veil of fiction laid over the fictional characters relative to their to the actors but it's like the two main characters are married on the show and in real life and they're both you know the husband is an entertainer and her she's lucy and the character is lucy right one of the first of those let's see if anyone can find one earlier (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so they're really doing it what's kind of wild to me is so the show is in the 1950s and then, like its its main stars, co-stars uh, is a forty year old woman and mm-hmm. a Cuban man. Cuban. So in a yeah. so a multiracial relationship, where the man, I mean, I guess he's kind of it's black and white, which makes him more white passing, except for the fact that he has this like <laughs> ultra thick Cuban accent, all of which I have no problem with, of course. But then it's just if that if that same cast was just brought to today, like you'd have a whole bunch of like. Twitter trolls talking about social justice Hollywood elites shoving their progressive agenda down our throats. Yet this is like the America that we're supposed to go back to that was great, right? Right, right. It was really forward in terms of casting in that regard. Mm -hmm. And I guess like Lucy was six years older than Desi, which was their other little thing. They split the difference together, made him a little older, made her a little younger. And I have like Red or the orphans passed me some scandal notes on their marriage. It eventually broke up. Desi was mm. not faithful. He's out no. doing big band shit and whoring around all the time. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> and if I know, I know, but they still had a lot of love together. Mm. And he said of their marriage that their sexual romance was heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he got that on the record. Yeah, right? old-timey way to say they be porkin yeah. wow 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 I, I do think you can see that in their chemistry like mm-hmm. unlike yeah. a lot of shows these actors they fuck each other and they're happy <laughs> to do so it's very sweet yeah oh i suppose we should also note that even though this episode is coming out right before thanksgiving uh it is not a thanksgiving episode and unlike the time that ryan did a christmas episode <laughs> that wasn't a christmas episode and didn't realize it was a christmas episode we know this isn't a thanksgiving episode and went into it knowing that it was not a thanksgiving episode that's true that's true um if i had to push it i'd say yeah, yeah you did your er thanksgiving episode right? so that that'll be our that's our our thanksgiving contribution for this year austin's really concerned about making sure you guys get a thanksgiving contribution you should all thank him in the emails (laughs) you should be thankful for that be thankful for austin i'm Um, I'm more concerned with making sure everyone knows that we didn't pull away that's ryan's thing he would send us a hateful email (laughs) well i guess if i had to like in this thanksgiving i would say you know it's about family it's about a show your mom would like Mm mm-hmm and um and and opening your table to cuban americans desi eats a sandwich <laughs> yes. i mean you know there's, there's there's some food porn in this i mean yeah well we're going to talk about that sandwich <laughs> so of course even if you've never seen the show you know exactly how it opens that big graphic gray tile card that's got a heart I love Lucy, mm-hmm. Old Tiny Cursive, and those big band beats. Gotta say, really zazzy orchestra on this guy. 
It was Zazzy. Zazzy yeah, I mean, we just did our theme song episode, and that and did we even talk, we talked about it a little. We bit did. Ago. It was a big yeah. first. We named we, we named we named yeah. it. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, but it's a classic theme here. Yeah. Right, it's pretty cool because it is Desi's big band that is doing this theme song, mm-hmm. and they have like all kinds of horns and a harp and instruments. I don't even know what they are, so it's great. It's like a huge ska band or something. <laughs> is pregnant right. at this point that they're that they're writing this into the show mm-hmm. because the actress like she may as well have been standing behind a rack of basketballs throughout the scene <laughs> which like, is it was just like yeah she's pregnant it's another foundational sitcom reach where we like learned what to do when your lead broad is knocked up <laughs> which is write it into the episode yeah. but that's don't say the it. word pregnant it i know that's yeah. a, okay something to note i think that yeah. That was just a 50s thing, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know when pregnant was um, well, I don't... an okay term, but... This episode kind of killed it, too. It was a standards and practice thing from CBS of the day, and they're like, don't say the word pregnant. You two notice right off the gate. That's why the episode is Lucy is enciante, which is French. <laughs> I don't know why it's not a Cuban word, 
but we can't say pregnant. So she always has a bunch of funny words for it, like <laughs> dauncy. Lucy <laughs> says she's feeling dauncy, which is a word her grandma made up for just kind of shitty. She's going to go see the doctor, and mm-hmm. Ethel pops in on her. I feel like I am dauncy more often than I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> How dancey are you feeling today, Austin? Pretty damn dancey. Most <laughs> most days lately, I, I feel like. Didn't get enough rest. Feel kind of poopy. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm like this. This this speaks to me. This sitcom from the 1950s <laughs> speaks to me. <laughs> That's a very nice, huge house coat you're wearing too, Austin. Yeah. Right. It helps. It helps cover up my baby. Bump. Are, you, are you having trouble fitting into your dresses lately, Austin? <laughs> they just they won't button. I don't know. I think I need a liver I need a liver shot. <laughs> yeah, this is the other good thing. So Ethel comes in and she's like, Why do you feel bad? And she's like, I don't know, we're gonna check it out. And just like you need a liver shot. Like you get these old timey ideas that you can't even imagine, right? Can, can you... What I love this is I mean, yeah. again, establishing tropes. Ethel just walks into the house. Yeah. Yes. What if like... the first of those, isn't it? Like there's no there's no door knock or anything. It's just like Ethel enters the room. Like, oh, Luce, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, well, that's where I you know, never seen the show. I'm like, wait, does, does she live in like the same house or something, or what's going on I here? Think Why they are apartment? Yeah, neighbors. yeah. And then yeah, they live in an apartment. The doors yeah, are just open building. apparently. Right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. What's the 50s? I mean, what do you lock your door, David? <laughs> Who's gonna come in? Yeah, Ethel's the first Kramer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Kramer's right in there. <laughs> and they're having a pretty good back and forth and eventually Ethel calls it because Lucy is definitely five months pregnant <laughs> this scene. Well, that's where she's like I'm having trouble fitting into my dresses and I'm like that means she's been pregnant for a while then right? Like, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which that just makes me wonder yeah. how many cocktails has she drank? I know. Well they didn't care one way or the other she's probably still having cocktails afterwards too you know. <laughs> simpler days yeah that's a that's a good point although i did see the uh the 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 crack research team mentioned mm. that uh philip morris who was the cbs guy oh. uh, that he put the kibosh on on the use of the word pregnant he also said that lucille ball was not allowed to be shown smoking in any of the episodes where she was pregnant huh. which is which is interesting only because it means that like even in the 50s they were like Maybe it's it's probably not good to show the pregnant woman smoking. <laughs> that is a good point. I wonder, so if the actress didn't really quit while she was pregnant, I guess they just didn't have to stop anything. didn't show it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so and if you watch an interview with Lucy when she was older, you could definitely tell she was like a pretty major smoker. She oh, gets yeah. that Lunch Lady Doris voice. <laughs> pretty oh, yeah. Yeah, as Lucille Ball gets older, it's very... Mm-hmm. Buck her up, Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> But you do have to shout her out. Like, you know, she's still very pretty, just a little bit old. But yeah, wow. It, she is such a mm-hmm. great... So I just like watching her face. And Desi, too, to a lesser extent. He's very handsome. But Lucy, gosh, she had these huge eyes. And then also historically is funny how they do her makeup, right? She's just got those like totally half-circle eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a look. And it's also creamy and black and white. So like she had her big yeah. thing was dyeing her hair red, but... But why? Because it's black and white. Yeah, I know. Right. It's like I was thinking about that. Like, because I always, you know, picture Lucille Ball with the red hair. But then when you watch it in black right. and red, I'm like, I think I would think she's blonde. If yeah. Like a darker blonde. 
If I didn't yeah, I mean it. everything in black and white. It's like yeah. you either have black hair or not. Black <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hair. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and oh, I want to shout out that Lucille Ball scary statue. Did you guys see that oh, yeah, I in think real I did, life? Yeah. Pretty recently. Yeah, I forget mm-hmm. where it was. It was her hometown, and the first statue they did just looked like fucking hammered shit. It was so bad. <laughs> it looked like when like Clayface can't quite form into another person, and he's just like. Hey. <laughs> Powers are slipping yeah, away. Exactly. <laughs> lady, Lucy, lady, girl. <laughs> they got it though. The second sculpt replaced by public outcry. Very good. So your honor's being done, Lucille. So yeah, her and Ethel having a great old back and forth, and Ethel totally calls Lucy's obvious pregnancy. And then for a minute here, they're so close. It really is like watching a couple lesbians planning how to raise their baby, which is very forward for the time. <laughs> yeah, there was at one point where they were talking about it, and I wrote down on my notes, I'm like, they should be married. <laughs> you think so, too? We're some yeah. Lucy Ethel shippers. <laughs> right? I totally got the vibe. I was like, oh, this, this is just like two ladies talking about their baby they're going to have together. Right? They're so supportive. And, and, and then Austin started a fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> And then I continued his fanfic, yeah, gave them a 20, There's 26 volumes available <laughs> online already. <laughs> yeah, I, I look forward to that, Austin. I hope you don't skimp on the highly erotic aspects. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what 25 of the 26 uh, volumes is exclusively. <laughs> Right, right. That's shipping, baby. Uh, I also, I also love. This is a bit like the just walking inside the house when Lucy's like, "Well, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to the doctor," and Ethel's like, "Okay, I'm going to wait here until you get back." And I'm like, why don't you just go wait in your I know, house I know. where your things are? Like, it's weird because then she comes back and yeah, Ethel's just hanging out in her. And house. Ethel's still there. <laughs> It's such a weird sitcom thing. Like, do you, do you imagine like just hanging out in someone's house when they're not like when you're just a neighbor or something, right? And not like visiting. Yeah, you know, I get that. Uh, you know, sets are expensive, and that you're, you know, to your point, Carolyn. Like this whole first half of the episode takes place in in this living room set, and like I'm not saying like we need to follow Ethel home and like see her, but like, just have Lucy come home and then call Ethel and Ethel comes up. Yeah, or it's... Ethel, you know, knocks on the door after she comes in because she saw her coming in, you know, or whatever. Or come in with Lucy even, right? <laughs> Some of it's economy of storytelling, but then, you know, you could also cut the, like, eight-minute musical number that opens the second <laughs> act, but uh, we'll get to well, that. That's not... That, that's intentional. Yeah. I don't think that Ricky would like that, Austin. I'm, I'm well aware it's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get when you get to produce your own show, yeah. basically. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. So I guess Ethel just doesn't have anything going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for my familiarity with I Love Lucy suggests that Fred and Ethel exist only to hang out with Lucy and Ricky. Like, they could possibly be Lucy's Tyler Durden's, for all I know. <laughs> oh, I like that. Aside from the fact that, like, Ricky talks to Fred and stuff, so he interacts with them. But, like, I don't know, maybe there's, maybe there were some episodes that were, like, Ethel or Fred episodes, but it feels like it's... The plot lines all involve Lucy and Ricky, and then Ethel and Fred may be along for the ride. Like, you'll have a Lucy and Ethel episode where they're doing the candy thing or whatever, but it just it very much just seems like they exist just as supporting characters in Ricky and Lucy's lives. Do you go into that, Tyler Durden, in your fan fiction? <laughs> you know, I might have to put a couple volumes out that explores that a little bit, yeah. 
Because then it becomes like a black swan thing with <laughs> yeah. Lucy and Ethel getting married. <laughs> and let's see. I like how Lucy mentions here that she can't be pregnant. They've been together for 11 years. And <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's huge. It's a huge number of years. I get it because I have that many in my relationship. Ha-ha. <laughs> been stacking them. But it's like we have, you know... Uh, plans to not get pregnant like are they like shooting up in there every time and like not getting pregnant yeah i know that's a, <laughs> especially back then it's i'm sure they're not like on the pill or anything right so right Seems... i mean maybe right. it's all those cigarettes yeah. <laughs> what is, what's what's the what's the catholic thing that we're supposed to do david oh family uh, planning family planning where it's you know count count how many fingers yeah you're just supposed to like <laughs> Only have sex after your have your period or something, or right before or something. Yeah. <laughs> right during the yeah. period. That's how Catholics. Yeah. Like it. it was. It was certainly a uh, certainly a point where I went. Uh, well, if they can't say the word pregnant, they're sure as hell not going to talk about whatever kind of birth control yeah, exactly. method he and Ricky have been using to stay childless for eleven years. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it's the pull-out method. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Just based on nothing. Based on Ricky's excellent timing as part of a band. That's true. He is he is a band leader. He probably has exquisite timing. So. <laughs> Their lovemaking was heavenly, Austin. <laughs> this is apropos of nothing, but I really feel like it needs to be out in the world. Do it. Amongst you. Which is apparently there's like an old comp- Terminator computer game. Okay. Based off the Terminator, <laughs> and you play as like John. This really is bad for Paul. Are you sure it's not based off a Lucy episode? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to why I'm even thinking of this. But so uh-huh. you, you play as John Connor, and it starts in the uh, future. Oh. And there's like a store in the future you can go to, and if you buy condoms, you game over. Uh... <laughs> Is it like an old DOS game? Uh, yeah. Condom.exe. Or is it not John yeah, Connor yeah. B? His Reese, Reese Kyle, Kyle Reese. Reese. Oh, That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Just anybody buys a condom. Nah, so I ruined it all right there, but whatever. Whatever. Well, I'm I'm gonna ruin it further and just point out that it shouldn't end the game because he couldn't travel back in time with the condoms. <laughs> he shows up naked because the inorganic matter doesn't travel. To be fair, I already ruined it. Maybe it was in the past where you can go to a store and still buy a condom. In it. That's a good point. That would ru- that would be a game over <laughs> if he was in the 80s picking up condoms. Well, you know who's definitely raw-dogging it is Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> All it took was one time. Ricky Radago. <laughs> Ricky Nogondo. Yeah. We were going to have a baby. I've known exactly what I was going to say to him. 
I married a loser before. He, he, he could win, win, high, high, high stakes. He could work very hard. He was brilliant. But he had to lose. And then, and then I'll, I'll come over and I'll, I'll sit on his lap and I'll put my arms around his neck and I'll say... I married a loser. He had to lose. He had to, to fail at everything that he built up. Everything he built, he had to break down. Well, I shouldn't be here at a time like this. What? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean... I'll come back after you've told Ricky. So, so Ethel's all amped. She wants to see Ricky's response because Ricky doesn't even know that Lucy is embarrassada at this moment. And she can't tell him because he's all busy doing big band boy shit. Mm -hmm. So... So he's going to come home and get lunch soon, and she gets Ethel out the door. Oh, and this is after Lucy does go to the doctor. Like we said, she comes back, and she's just glowing. Yeah, she's just super pregnant, and she's super happy. Well, it's a little weird when she came in, because I wasn't quite sure if she was happy or just, like, shocked and, like, not happy. I don't know. They never really discussed whether she wanted a child or not, so. Yeah, I guess as a woman, we just have to assume that she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did enjoy there's a bit when she comes back and, and Ethel is pestering her and this whole thing was practically your idea because <laughs> Ethel was the one that like pointed out that she might be pregnant. <laughs> it was pretty great. Right. Yeah, and then she yes. but then she tells Ethel she uh, cosplays with her about how she's going to tell Ricky. Right. Right, right. This, that's when we got some of the some of the fanfic vibes mm. going when they, yeah. were, when they were cosplaying there, how she was gonna tell him. And Lucy has a very special plan. She's going to sit Ricky down. She's going to sit right on his lap. Cause she wants to feel his hog while she tells him. <laughs> it's very important. She wants to feel the baby maker when she, she speaks of what it wrought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand the, the desire to, like, you know, tell him and, you know, you know, at home, face to face, not with fucking Ethel and Fred <laughs> looming over them like a couple of goobers. That's but exactly what they do. Fred's little. It is a hundred percent. But she's very specific and like, I have to tell him whilst sitting on his lap, cradling his head in my hands, staring him right yeah, in the eye. I'll be honest, I got some strong Lauren vibes from that. That like, once you have an idea of how something's gonna go, that's how it has to go, and then. I'm I not going to lie, David. I got some strong Lauren uh... vibes from that, too. <laughs> oh, watch out, David. Yeah, you know what's going to happen for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just She wants to see if his balls shrink or yeah, grow yeah. when she tells him the news. She's got That's true. It's a good point. Butt sensors. It's pretty romantic. And, yeah, so Lucy does come back with the news confirmed. Her dauntiness is full-on pregnancy, yeah. a word we can say because we have no decency censors whatsoever, <laughs> as you well know on this show. It is amazing where it's like, what, what's indecent about it? I, guess, I don't know. I mean, I think this episode did kill that, too. Like, after this, you were allowed to say pregnancy. I mean, there's always been a, weird rules, and there's still a... It was apparently considered distasteful yeah. by CBS. That's why they were... Because the original script had the word pregnant in there. Like, they had to go into the script and take it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, it wasn't just, like, a standard, oh, we can't say that sort of a thing. It was, like, CBS came along and was like, oh, no, no, you can't say that. And apparently, 
all of the there's like a handful of pregnancy themed episodes like there's this one and then she's pregnant and mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff and i guess this is this is from the uh cracked research team's i love lucy wikipedia page so take it with a grain of salt but uh, apparently all of the pregnancy scripts were first screened by a minister, a priest, and a rabbi wow. to make sure nothing questionable was included in the scripts. <laughs> and they never they never objected to anything in those scripts, and they said that they were praised them for being... <laughs> uh, showing pregnancy in, like, a, a positive and realistic way, and were like, you can use the word pregnant, that's okay. Because <laughs> that's what happens, you get pregnant, right? I don't know. Because <laughs> normal people in the world say that word. There's a lot of weird stuff anyways, where, like, you can say poop on TV, but not shit or whatever, you know, and it's like, eh. Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes we're worried about the word and not the meaning, so I don't know. Yeah. I tried to get a priest and a rabbi and another religious guy to edit our podcast, and... <laughs> They called us sinners, you guys. That's the long story. <laughs> they're not. They're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. Or... Hey. <laughs> Speaking of foundational. <laughs> so yeah, Lucy. She's very pregnant. She looks punch drunk, and we're gonna take that as pure womanly happiness. And so is Ethel. Ethel's very into it. Yeah. And then they are trying to figure out, you know, what's it going to be? And the way they mostly skirt the word pregnancy is by saying, we're going to have a baby. Right. This is where my lack of knowledge came in, where I'm like, I guess, I don't know when ultrasounds became a thing. Right. I don't think they could know. I don't know. Oh, that's a you good, know? yeah, I didn't even consider that. Like, if she's... if she's big enough that she's worried, like, can't fit into her dresses then she's probably far enough along that, like, in, in today's days, there could be an ultrasound and you could find out the gender. But, yeah, I don't know if they did that back yeah, in the 50s. I, no I mean, they obviously they had to have something. They they treated very matter of Yeah, they can figure it out. But, yeah, but I don't know if they were just joking about what they think was going to come. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't actually yeah, know, good. or I don't know. That, yeah. I bet if they did have a test, it had to deal with, like, a rabbit's foot, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, some sort of, like, uh, oh, she was getting <laughs> sick in the morning and not the afternoon. That means it's going to be a boy. <laughs> Pee on this rabbit, honey. You just, you just have to figure out what position it was when she got pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was 69. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Wait, you can't get pregnant from 69. <laughs> I mean, if you can, then we've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> there goes my birth control plan, Lucy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lucy. Lucy, you said if we did it in a hot tub, you would get pregnant. Ricky. Oh, Ricky. Right? That's all I knew before I watched the show is that, like, she gets in trouble a lot. So I guess yeah. I didn't want to watch it, but actually it's pretty fun because she does bad stuff first, so. <laughs> yeah, we get a we, we we get a little side reference to some of that in this mm-hmm. episode. So, so they're wondering if it's a boy or a girl, Lucy, Lucy and Ethel. And can you guys imagine if Lucy had a gender reveal party? It probably burned down even more of California. <laughs> it would destroy <laughs> the world. California, maybe even Oregon and Washington, the whole Pacific Northwest just <laughs> Right. <laughs> Gender reveal parties, ugh. I know. We gotta stop doing them, you guys. We gotta just, like, chill about those baby dicks. 
Forrest can't take it anymore. Right? Nah. Canceled. Cancel it. <laughs> yeah, cancel gender reveal parties. Lucy didn't need him. You don't need him. <laughs> Placing too much importance on gender to begin with then, right? Anyway. Exactly. Right? Right. Boo, gender roles. Woo, gender roles. So, Lucy and Ethel are very excited, and Lucy gets finally to shush Ethel away and put her back in her own house because Ricky's coming home for lunch, and it's time to tell him the big news ever so. Mm -hmm. Then Ricky comes home. She sits him on the couch for lunch, which, you know, is to sit on him, but maybe it's that they did not want to move that fucking camera once. She's laid out a, uh, a nice little spread for him on the on the living room table. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I particularly liked the like the flowers in the little vase that she puts with the tray that the that the plate with the sandwich on it is is resting yeah, on. Right? Here's a pro tip. I don't know how it works for most people or men, <laughs> but for me, if there's something like sweet, sentimental, important you need to tell me, don't put food in front of me first. Because <laughs> it's right. just not going to work right. out well, right? Not, not, yeah. Now I'm focused on the food, and I really yeah. everything else is secondary. And to your point, I mean, we get this we get this whole rigmarole here where she's trying to tell him, but he's like eating his sandwich yeah. and chomping on his celery because he's like, I came home for lunch. You put lunch on him, eating my damn lunch. <laughs> Once I got the food, I, I want the food. Don't don't bother me with this. Right, she's like, Ricky, put your sandwich uh, down. And I'm like, if you didn't want him to eat the sandwich, <laughs> why'd you put the sandwich out? <laughs> Very sandwich focused. Here's that sandwich. Is he eating Here's the sandwich? Who can blame him? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Who am yeah, I yeah. sandwich focused? The man's coming home for lunch. He's busy. He's got a lot going on. He wants a sandwich. He's hungry. Someone gives me a sandwich. I'm eating the sandwich. Then yeah. maybe something else. Yeah. Yeah, then maybe we talk. Maybe. I mean, I'm a little less wild about the just hunks of dry celery, but still, food is food. <laughs> he really is eating that. But this is the 50s. It's weird times. That is so weird. Yeah, it was the 50s. I don't know. What kind of sandwich do you think it was? Mm, Cuban. Uh. I mean, was that, that's the easy one, right? Right? <laughs> was Cuban... I don't even know the origins of the Cuban sandwich. <laughs> do Cubans call Cubans Cubans, or do they just call them sandwiches? I mean, doesn't it feel like something that was just made in America and called a Cuban, right? I don't know. I mean, yeah, we wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> sandwich is the most honor we can bestow upon another nation. Yeah, it's true. A lot of celebrities get named get sandwiches named after them. Mm-hmm. That's when we'll really be famous, you guys. <laughs> I do love sandwich. I'm I'm distracted by sandwiches. Yeah. Then, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, David, <laughs> what's your top? Dream sandwich of right now. Uh, right now. Well, see, I'm vegetarian, right so I usually just... Uh, oh, right. Jeez. So I don't really put a lot of meat. It's just usually vegetables of, like, lettuce, tomato, and onion. you got to have onion on there. Onion and then is key. And some sauce, something spicy, and then something, like, creamy or mayonnaise-based I need on there, and then I'm feeling pretty good. And then Just vegetables? Don't you ever do, like, a tofu? Oh, and cheese. I put cheese, cheese yeah, on yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta have some cheese on there, and sometimes, yeah, if it's a special place, you can get some fun stuff on there. Like I, there's like a vegan restaurant around here, and I had an actual Cuban sandwich from there. But it's uh, usually my go-to is just you yeah, have vegetables and cheese. But but I do. So the bread's always important. Yeah, there you go, Austin. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, if if we're talking just like a, a um, 
like a predefined sandwich, like not just, you know, I'm throwing a bunch of stuff on some bread kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah, it's pretty much what you um, can will into your hand by your mind yeah, right now. Yeah, probably, probably going with a BLT. Mm. Uh, Classic. BLTs always seem weird to me because, me, I don't think I've ever officially had one because I'm a vegetarian and I don't think I ate one before I became a vegetarian. Yet the bacon always, like I always just think of strips of bacon that seems like very, you'd have to pile on a lot. To make it like a meat for a you sandwich. You do pile on <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it so yeah, good. It's just like eating a lot of bacon. Is that it? <laughs> uh-huh. It's, I mean, it's, 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 such, it's just such a great combination. The Like the salty bacon with the tomatoes. Like you have to build it just the right mm-hmm. way. So that like the salt from the bacon gets into the, into the sweet tomatoes. And got to have, you know, good mayonnaise on there. And, I've heard yeah. some people like peanut butter instead of mayonnaise. Ooh, that could work. I mean, could work. I could, I'd try it. I've <laughs> never had it, but I'm not like, ooh, gross. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I like, I like a good, I like a good Reuben. Yeah. I like a good Philly. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's tough to beat the BLT. You know what I would do to your BLT right now is I'd either like make it a little caprese, like what about with mozzarella oh. and some basil. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. also, it's pretty much like a reconstructed breakfast food thing so what about like a sunny side up egg in it too yeah throw a little throw an egg on there so you get that wet yolk drizzle throughout that's what i'm thinking for your sandwich uh, austin and a, a blat can be good if you want to throw a little avocado oh yeah, yeah 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 and i think for my own dream sandwich right now this on this very special sandwich episode <laughs> <laughs> I am going to, because in the spirit of Thanksgiving, the season that I'm not honoring, I'm going to honor that season flown past. I'm going to think about that next day leftover sandwich mm-hmm. with the turkey mm, are good. made out of a roll, a little bit of steam, put a little steam back in that roll, some cream cheese, some cranberry sauce, and I grow my own sprouts. So those are really Ooh. nice on everything. And I recommend everybody grow their own sprouts. You can almost not fuck up. Right, because then you don't have to worry about the salmonella. <laughs> right. And you save, well, like, I don't know. growing them. For your, right, without yeah, poop water, David. I don't use <laughs> poop water. You poop in some water, then you water your, your sprouts. Right? <laughs> I poop in them. Then I eat them. <laughs> no, that's the mushrooms. Yeah, and it's like having lettuce, except you don't have to grow it yourself or need soil. You just get trays, you water the seeds, everybody. Make your own sprouts. That's your a very special sandwich tip for today. So Ricky, just like us, is very <laughs> into so a sandwich. Now I'm thinking of even grilled cheese sandwiches. I know. Good, especially for like avocado and tomato on there. Too. Those are the shit. Anyway. Some fried garlic. Fried <laughs> garlic know. in your cheese, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give me that. Now swallow. 
first eating then we get some phone ring frankly i was getting a little annoyed i'm like let's just get on with this like i get it oh yeah i wrote all caps at one point oh my god just tell him (laughs) (laughs) but she can't austin wait yeah it has to be that special way that she envisioned in her head you know i know i know and it's kind of like ricky why don't you know (laughs) (laughs) well that's yeah we get a little we get a little bit of that uh casual sexism slash quiet callback to lucy's wacky antics where like she's making it clear that she needs to tell him something and she's having a hard time getting it out and he's like lucy what did you buy <laughs> like oh women be shopping am i right it's women true but in fairness there was a previous episode where that was her thing is she had to like talk about being overdrawn and they had to find the budget they are not that wealthy which is fun <laughs> when shows worry about money right because that's a real human concern but bitches do be shopping, and Lucy, maybe, has spent money. No, she's trying to tell him something. No, the band calls. They need something. There's costumes. There's a hat. They're in trouble. 
and now they have to what? They have to supply their own dishwashers. Standby dishwashers. Yeah, damn unions ruining everything, right? Freaking yeah, unions. I did. I did make a note of that when he's like, "Oh, I have to get back." There's union trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, those damn unions wanting fair and equitable contracts for those workers. Damn them. And it's interesting how they do it. And we'll get into their politics here just a little bit. Because also, Ricky is having such a hard time being a band leader for his big fun show that he says Lucy should be him to know how sad it is. And he also says that they should just go back to Cuba and work in the sugar fields. Yeah. (laughs) It's when I looked up Ricky Ricardo's politics. He's actually a total Republican. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very Cuban thing, though. I think think a lot of Cubans are very Republican. Guess why he fled Cuba, David? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's because of the rise of communism. It did. It had to do with the 1933 revolution. There was a revolution about sugarcane, and his family had to flee. I guess they were probably on the wrong side of that. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's one of the ways that this show gets away with being so like in your face about the cuban heritage and all that is that it took root in the 50s before the you know before castro's takeover and and the cold war before cuba was cool you know it was this is this is still the 50s when cuba was like the mafia's playground and oh wait that's uh, pretty cool batista was running around and everybody was living large and it was great, and then Castro comes to power and kicks out all the mob people, and then that's why they kill JFK and oh, all what? that stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I learned that. Okay. Allegedly. Maybe. Allegedly. Maybe. <laughs> I thought it was our own guys, but that could make as much sense. And that's also why, to this day, those damn Miami-Dade Latinos in Florida keep voting Republican. <laughs> Ricky has some explaining to do, Austin. (laughs) And yeah, then he bitches about how, like, Lucy would be so surprised if she was him because his life is hard. And then she's like, I think you would be surprised, too, to be pregnant in a body swap. That's a great scene. We're still not (laughs) getting to the point. Yeah, they should have done a dream sequence with Ricky being pregnant. I would like to see him with some big titties. I would like to see that. (laughs) Well, and then at one point, this is where Fred and Ethel mm-hmm. come in, and Fred gets his tie stuck in the door because Lucy slams the door mm-hmm. on them quickly. I like that part. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is this was Fred's only appearance in this episode, and it just reminded me, I'm like, why is Ricky's best friend, like, his grandpa's age? Yeah! <laughs> Not <know>. to mention <laughs> Ethel's husband. She looks about Lucy's age, right? Yeah, yeah. And Fred looks like he could be their grandpa. <laughs> his 80-year-old <laughs> grandpa man. What is he doing, hanging out with these young kids? It'd be like if Jefferson Darcy had married with children was 75 I years know. old, hanging out with Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Did they ever have kids? Do they? Are they just I retired? Guess not, because Ethel said this would be the first baby she's having slash oh, was okay. close to. So I guess not. Maybe they're really good at pulling out. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, I mean, yeah, I know he's, he's got to be shooting blanks. I mean, no. Well, then, then again, I mean, men's... Larry King is still churning yeah, out kids. No, yeah, so. men stay viable. Unfortunately, their babies get yeah. worse and worse, but they can still make them. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But it's the lady, yeah. And Ethel yeah. looks like she still might have some eggs kicking in that battle ute. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Never know. But I mean, Fred's basically prepared to, like, hand over all of his Yankees memorabilia to, to Lucy and Ricky's kids. So clearly they have no no kids or grandkids of their yeah, own or anything like that. Right. Uh, as you guys are my resident sports awareness people, do you have any <laughs> feelings on the Yankees? Uh, I mean, we don't like them. There you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I don't like them, but then I think they get too too much hate compared to other teams that aren't that much different than them. How about it that way? Ah, this is true. David and I carry a lot of hate for many teams, yeah. not just the. Who's your most hated team? Any sport. What sport? Yeah. Any fucking sport. Who do you hate, David? Who do I hate the most? Probably the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Green Bay, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that because that's that's our local rivalry okay. too. It's tough to beat the Packers. Although most of the Boston teams, I can I could uh, yeah, uh, I would not be sad to see never win anything ever again because <laughs> because they win all the fucking time, and then the one time they don't win, all their fans cry a fucking river about oh this year we didn't get a championship. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna say whoever it is, the Harlem Globetrotters usually play the Washington Generals. You hate them. <laughs> the Washington Fuck Generals. Fuck them! What a bunch of losers. <laughs> they are. The they Generals are. Too. <laughs> I believe oh, there's actually a win on the Washington Generals record <laughs> if you actually look historically. <laughs> and I think the story was like when they're doing their thing, like them and the Globetrotters, they just lost track of time, and like the game ended before the. <laughs> Globetrotters did their dramatic comeback or whatever. <laughs> Cubs win. Cubs win. Yeah, exactly. He's really showing what a man with a cannon is. <laughs> right. So Fred Full, Fred and Ethel, they're just really into this baby that Lucy still has in her guts. Uh, Ricky went back to the club. So they're just kind of hustling her and saying they're going to name her baby after them. And yeah, they're arguing over whether it's a, a Fred or an Ethel. They don't even know the gender yet, and they're already going for names, so pretty wild. And Lucy slows him down, but she still keeps the bat and the ball signed by Spalding. Psych, Joe DiMaggio. It's very cool gear. That's definitely, like, the famous Yankee or whatever. But I one of them, yeah. <laughs> Right. Certainly in the fifties, he would be the he would be the the big name that they'd be talking about because this is presumably this predates Mickey Mantle. People right. turn their lonely eyes to him. It was the whole thing. Right. It was yeah. the whole. Where, where thing. has he gone? Exactly. Now that yeah. is some foundational Americana. <laughs> <laughs> so in between all of this fun around, Lucy still hasn't left the apartment, and she still hasn't told her husband that she is swollen with sun. Or daughter, I don't know. Uh (laughs) Swollen with child has got to be one of my favorite (laughs) pregnancy euphemisms. Is that is that how your wife seemed, Austin, when she was swollen with child? Swollen. It's the only time you get to call a person swollen. You might think of that, but you won't say it unless it's in your fanfic too. We'll see. We'll see. I hope they scissor a lot. That's all I'm saying. That's why I'm downloading them. So Lucy, Lucy finally leaves this camera setup and goes to location B, and that is yeah. We it's clothes. literally like it's 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 like a two act play mm-hmm. where I'm pretty sure this is like 
they go to commercial mm-hmm. because they have to like you know move everything up, you know set up the new set it's basically like oh intermission and then you come back in and we've changed the set mm-hmm. around like it's very it's it's so early that you can still see the the vaudeville and and theater roots showing in the way that this is constructed yeah it's so economical wowee yeah because now the rest of the episode the second the back half is all taking place on the set of uh of ricky's nightclub right and we finally get there and we just do like a bunch of digging around with really cool music yeah they just do a three minute song or something yeah just do a little musical number it's like all right let's let's routine let's work on this one guys and then they sing and (laughs) the band plays and i get like you said carolyn when you're the producer of the show and you are a band uh, a, a jazz singer you just can work that into your show i guess it right. takes the pressure off the writers too you know or the writers yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah i only got 20 minutes of show here let's uh, <laughs> right. throw in a musical number and we're there coming up short on the script this week boss <laughs> we'll do two musical numbers yeah, I know. got it <laughs> right we get to see the rehearsal and the performance <laughs> i gotta say that i was pretty entertained they certainly are a band and it's really fun to see like those layered tier bands set up with like 20 motherfuckers all at once they have drums mm-hmm. they have a harp they have several horns and desi's a good singer oh yeah i'm yeah yeah yeah, I'm all about. I mean, I could, I could get into that. The, uh, the big, the big band jazz like that. That's, that's fun. Right. He is a good singer. He's a good performer. You see how they were successful touring acts before they figured out what a sitcom was. It is really, it is really interesting because you can see in Lucy, like I would say, Lucy is the better actor of the two of them, and she just like she just has that she sort of does. innate screwball timing that's just so great for comedy and whatnot um so like when they're just in sort of a a straight dry scene together lucy definitely shines but that isn't to say that desi isn't one hell of a performer right and when they put him in when they put him in like that that band setting you're like well he's i mean he's carrying his own weight for sure like he's got his skills as well his own tiny weight he's little yeah, he has this great gelled up black hair, looks great on camera, and it's really like, you know, what, the zoot suit almost, really pointy shoulders, really tapered in. It's all quite a look, although mm-hmm. we're still not in the suit suit because we're just noodling around rehearsal guys, and I kind of thought about looking up the lyrics to this first number and figuring out what they're doing. I know they're... Yeah, because he's singing all in Spanish, the whole number right. is... is which, to your point, David, you feel like people would be... Oh, yeah. Turning over trash, turning over cars, and lighting things on fire nowadays. It's true. In America, we we sing in English here. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Nah, I could make out some of the words because I too have taken some Espanol in high school. Isiente, <laughs> uh, or they, you know, corazón. They talked about heart and love, basically, mm-hmm. like the title card. <laughs> great, it's a great number. And yeah, we guess we haven't made that much uh, progress at all as a nation since the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh on that one, you guys. <laughs> At least we can say pregnant now. We can. Those guys are pregnant progress. as hell. Progress. <laughs> <laughs> pregnant progress. All right, all right, all right, fellas. No, 
So yeah, the first number's a banger, although Desi's still pissed off, because, I don't know, he has to figure out things better, get that whole show going. <laughs> and speaking of the whole show, they're having their opening tonight, and it's OMG Stressful, and Lucy finally tracks him down. She's come all this way to tell him some very important news, but can he stop doing fiddly little band shit about the spotlight or the bongo drums or a table for the boss's son <laughs> before she can tell him? No. I feel like the move is to, like, ask him to, like, go somewhere more private and then just <laughs> continually trying right. to, That's like, weird. talk to him when there's all the workers around him. <laughs> yeah, and she, and she finally, uh, he finally, like, gets everybody to freeze mm-hmm. so that she can tell him this news. And so then, like, they're all staring <laughs> at them. And so Lucy, very understandably, yeah. is, like, pieces out of that situation and runs off. And then we get another, like, women, am I right? <laughs> moment from, from Ricky. I feel like, like whatever it was, it could just be like, oh, I was thinking of buying a new car. It's just very weird to have everybody staring and listening at whatever you wanted to tell somebody, right? Right, they're all right. breathing heavy right. for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, no, uh, what I liked is like Lucy has the problem saying that they raw dogged in front of the whole band <laughs> right now, but then in like three hours during the performance, spoiler, she doesn't have that much of a problem with it. Yeah, I think it was just the moment more than like the fact that other people would be a part of it. Sure, like yeah. Everybody just staring at you and you know, being like, you know, the one time we decided not to go up the butt, guess what happened? You know, like, <laughs> While we were 69ing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just had to slip it in there. <laughs> one. one. Had to just do a little flip. <laughs> guess what, buddy? Yeah. No, I, I do get why she did it. And I do get, I like the way <laughs> they reveal it coming up. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. But for now... Lucy does run away crying, and Ricky is like, broads, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Women be Women. tripping, yo. 
shopping, crazy. Yeah, you can never figure them out. Hormones. They're not people. You can't talk to them. Wanting to think for themselves. (laughs) Be paid equally. I don't get it. I don't get ladies. (laughs) Why don't I get it? Ladies. But you know who does get ladies? Big band leaders. It is nighttime. (laughs) We see the neon lights of the Tropicana where this amazing show is going to take place we zoom in ricky is there in his zoot suit looking very fancy he gets to wear a tux all the other band members have these extravagantly ruffled sleeves that you would maybe see in latin people of the day they're kind of forgotten but they look great on camera everybody looks great the songs are great this number right here no longer in rehearsal actually singing about the lady in red she sounds like a real Star sounds like he's saying about Lucy to me. It's possible. This uh, th- this whole scene just made me nostalgic for going out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like actually sitting at a table, uh, like Whoa. a place and watching a show. <laughs> like oh, it's like an evening out. We're gonna have some like some dinner and watch this big band show. Wow. And this guy's gonna sing some songs. And it was just like oh. I remember that. I remember doing. I remember that. That. Although, I don't remember going to see, like, a 20-piece band. Well, I guess I've seen... No, that was... Yeah, it was a weird mix of, like, nostalgia and also, like, yearning. (laughs) Yeah, yearning for a simpler day. I don't think Lucy ever had to deal with the plague virus. And she probably would have fucking died if she did. Uh, She's alive during the Spanish flu, at least. Was she? Yeah. I mean, presumably, if... When, she's what 30 40 and yeah she's 15, born in 1911 like she's 40 oh my god wow, so there you go when was the spanish flu i don't know 19 1919 okay roughly it's like 1918 to 1921 but 1919 was so she was like a very young child okay yeah too young to screw it all up in a wacky <laughs> misadventure so yeah, uh, going out was so a thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it sucks. Like people are like, we're gonna do the second lockdown, and it's like, you guys have stopped. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. sighs> yeah. Well, yeah, they keep talking about numbered waves, and you're like, I feel like the first I wave know. never subsides. <laughs> it's all just one wave well it just depends on where your baseline is i mean it goes up and down it just never really uh goes back down to where it started right yeah. just one waterbed of disease that's us <laughs> <laughs> sloshing through the coasts never water still bed of disease that's us. Oh, yeah. but you know who's having a better time right ricky Ricky's having a better time. He's leading a band. He's snapping around. He's very zazzy. Everything is going great. All his yelling at his union members has been in the service of a killer show. They are kicking along. Everything is fantastic. Who comes back to the curb? It is Lucy. And she whispers something to the maitre d'. Slips him a note, too. Like, I'm pregnant with your baby. Don't tell Ricky. That would be a twist, because maitre d' is like another like old, not hot dude. So... <laughs> And in between numbers, the mate gives him a note. You're right. We yep. have literacy. Mm-hmm. And Ricky's like, very charming. Excuse me, pardon me for a minute. He reads the note. Oh, this is very fun. We have somebody here who's fucking pregnant as hell. No, they don't say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't say pregnant, but... Somebody's going to have a baby, right? <laughs> 
they call it um, a blessing, a family blessing of a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute word. So mm-hmm. he does this. He does this weird thing. The note says, <laughs> "I like this thing." The note says, "Like, hey, Mr. Boss, Mr. Band Leader Man, I need to tell my husband that I, I mean, we don't use these words, but like, I need to tell my husband that, that I'm pregnant, and I don't have a good way of doing it. So, can you sing this song, and that'll like give me the courage to tell him, basically?" No, I think it was and like, so then Ricky, that that he'll know it's for us. Was that I think? Right, right. But the idea is. The husband does not currently know that the wife is pregnant. Right. And so Ricky's like, oh, this is great. I would love to do this. Let's get them up here. Let's get them up here right now. And I'm like, that's against the whole point of this exercise is that the husband doesn't know. And so now you're going to make her be like, yeah, I guess it's us. And now he knows from that instead of from the stupid song. Yeah, it's all going to yeah. happen some way anyways. I didn't find it as egregious as you did. It's pretty closely stacked. But, I mean, the mm. trick is we just want to see it dawn on that dumb motherfucker. Because he says, like, let's get him up here. But then he starts singing and, like, starts pointing. And so eventually yeah. you'd think the person, if this wasn't Lucy, they'd, like, admit to it because this is her plan. And then they'd come up there. I don't know. Yeah, so he starts with the Rockabye Baby before he gets to the real, real daddy song. And this part, Austin, made me miss going out because I could just, I've seen comedians do some really sweaty crowd work. And can you imagine, (laughs) like, just looking around, like, who's knocked up? Is it you? Is it you? Did you do it? And, like, Uh, looking at the people, like, are you knocked up? What? And there's, like, one person, like, one, one couple in, like, the front row that he stops at, and then, like, he almost looks like he's going to ask, and then, like, he laughs, like, the very idea of that person being pregnant <laughs> is day. hilarious. But then that person also laughs, like, they're in on the joke. I'm like, I, maybe they know each other. Like, I don't know why this is so funny. Because they're, like, 70 years old, Austin. Oh, were they? I could. They, everybody looks old, David. <laughs> there is, like, one particularly old couple. Everybody else looks like we enough. But, yeah, yeah, everything is just, like, ooh, it's so spicy. Watching him, like, fumble mm. around for who's pregnant, seeing... That hit song, Rockabye Baby. <laughs> <laughs> the song is old hit shit. and royalty-free song, mm. Rockabye Baby. <laughs> it's just not good enough to have royalties. So it's going I around. I was struck by how sweet and genuine this scene felt to me. I'll just put it that way. This is true. And it gets even it's more amazing. sweet and genuine. And according mm. to the orphans, notes that their maitre d's sent me. They, like, were going to do another take of this next song, but because they kind of blew it by breaking, because, you know, Lucy is wiping away actual tears of sentiment and feeling. How crazy is that to see on a sitcom? Yeah, why would you want to retake that? (laughs) You know, right? Right, That's what they figured out in this little (laughs) sitcom, was to keep every sincere emotion. Look, they're making this stuff up as they go along, David. They're like, oh, wait, raw, genuine emotions better than than uh, staged mm, acting emotions. It actually yeah. looks good on right, camera. Write that down in the sitcom book. Write that down in the book. <laughs> and they write down a lot of shit in this book. So, you know, this whole premise is goofy. He could have just listened to her for five seconds, mm-hmm. but <laughs> right. they pay off, they build up to it, and they get all the way there, and then, like, watching him grope around for who's pregnant is really fun, because it's like, it's you! And then... The call's coming from inside the house. The call is coming from inside the spouse. <laughs> yes! Inside Lucy <laughs> yeah. is a baby, and it's got a phone, and it reaches out <laughs> from under her dress. It's like, it's for you, motherfucker. <laughs> I 
And when that dime drops, it's just, it's a great moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just is genuinely happy for it and then is excited. And so, I mean, frankly, you're, I feel like in later sitcoms, there'd be a whole thing about him before she tells him, he talks about how he's glad they don't have children. Like, (laughs) somehow, apropos of nothing, somehow he just decides to come up with this, like, by the way, I've never wanted to have children, right? We're on the same page or something, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yo, fuck babies, yeah, am exactly. I right? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. yeah, he, first he's looking around for, he's looking for whoever's pregnant, he's looking at them, he's just like, hi, honey, mm. and then she, like, nods, and he's like, whatever, yeah. and then he, like, spins around, and he looks at her, and she nods again mm. with a close-up. <laughs> That's how we know. And then he starts emoting and then he starts singing and holding her and it's just like the sweetest thing and they are and they're really pregnant and really married in this scene and they're really feeling these feelings and it's like wow i'm so glad they're doing it raw dog you guys (laughs) way to ejaculate (laughs) he did it ricky Here's another fun fact, according to our orphans. Uh, so we all know that Ricky and Lucy, early on in their marriage, when their other rooms were depicted, not in this episode, they had two twin beds that were separated, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. As was the custom on TV at the time. <laughs> you had to do it. You couldn't F. But then, apparently, in canon, in this show, about six months before this episode, they scooted the beds together. <laughs> Well, they had that change, and now they really landed it. Yeah, so that was the problem. They were just never sleeping <laughs> in the same bed. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things that, like, as a kid, being aware of the of that sitcom convention, that, like, you know, I leave it to Beaver, and I lose, like, the beds were always separate. And even in, like, uh, uh, the Christmas story, the the parents have two, two beds in their room. Um, and so then as a kid, I was like, Wait, so is is that what parents did back yeah. then? <laughs> right? I mean, that's almost a little less crazy than, no, that's just what TV said to say mm-hmm. for some reason. Right, right. Like, like, it seemed more believable to me that, like, oh, that's just how parents, like, everybody likes their own space in bed. So in the old days, everybody just had their own <laughs> twin bed in their room. And <laughs> I mean, I can see it if your spouse is a fussy sleeper. If they <laughs> thrash a lot at night, you know, sometimes I want that little... Away bed. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We can just do a bustle board too. This is a tip for you at home, America. A bustle board. Yeah. <laughs> you even know what those are. They had one in Deadwood, and I'm like, I could use that some nights. <laughs> it's like a board that you put into your bed. Like, I don't understand how I could be pregnant. I'm I'm bundled every night. <laughs> <laughs> What's bundling? I don't know. I don't wanna know. <laughs> Please. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Listen to this. Dear Mr. Ricardo, 
My husband and I are going to have a blessed event. I just found out about it today, and I haven't told him yet. I heard you sing a number called We're Having a Baby, My Baby and Me. If you will sing it for us now, it will be my way of breaking the news to him. Isn't that wonderful? Of course I'll do it for you. Sure. Uh, my... Oh, wait a minute. Stop. Who is it? rock a my baby on the treetop. No. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. No. Honey, And yeah, this is the beginning of a of a historic uh, little storyline on, on on TV where the Lucy is pregnant and gives birth and has a kid and all that fun stuff. And when she gives birth, it's like the chocolate factory that it just keeps coming and everyone's slipping, right? <laughs> Bites the umbilical cord. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to see that. She could really do it. You haven't even said, but when you think of Lucy, she's like just a really talented physical comedian. She kind of made up just like... Most of how you're supposed to ham around on a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah, they're both crying at the end. It's very sweet. It's very sincere. You're definitely having a baby. I was touched. It was touching. And I... Yeah, again, I mean, it's it's clearly raw emotion, and that that makes it more affecting. Raw emotion and raw dog. And I forget if, like, um, when they do have the child, I think it's a boy, right? It's like a Ricky Jr. type. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. like, do they use their real kid to do some acting on the show? I believe so. I, I think it's... I think they do. I think it's Desi Jr. is Ricky Jr. Very fun. <laughs> and that is I Love Lucy, Season 2, Episode 10. Lucy is in Siante. She's very pregnant, y'all. We made <laughs> pregnancy happen. Yay. Austin. Yo. Was this episode special? How was it special, if so? Um, yeah, I think it was I think it was special. Um, just for for breaking some of those taboos on TV and for the uh the the performances at the end there were pretty were pretty genuine and um 
yeah, it was. It's fun. It's always fun to go back to these old uh, foundational sitcoms and just see how different and yet similar some things are. Like yeah. the the, const- the constrained sets, but you've also got the nosy neighbors, and it's very. Uh, it's always fun. It's very different. It's very the same. We really did get a lot of entries into the book of sitcom today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fun seeing how far back it went and how far back you could have a woman, you could have a Cuban, you could have people who weren't a white dude star in a show. And they were a really powerful couple together. David, what was special to you about this episode? <laughs> uh, I thought it was, I mean, like I said, it was, I thought the ending was pretty sweet. And it was maybe because it was a little more understated without like a grand gesture or anything like that. that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> It felt like a moment for them, and I thought that was sweet. As far as it being like a very special episode, I'm not sure about that, because I feel like <laughs> there are not really lessons to be learned here. But I don't know, maybe if it broke pregnancy barriers, and that's that's always a good thing, right? Right, right. There's lessons to be learned here, like lessons about how Ethel and Lucy really love each other. That's true, and I can't wait to learn those lessons. <laughs> Yeah, and don't put a sandwich in front of somebody if you want to tell them something. <laughs> right? Oh, right? yeah. Sandwich, communication, mm-hmm. Austin's fanfic. We're going to get the address for that because I'm going to check it out <laughs> after the show. Yeah, I, too, found this pretty special, ultimately. The genuine sentiment was really something. I forgot what that was. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, you know, I wanted to explore this power couple narrating their life on the little screen they did it on the big screen too they were very profitable showbiz types they made up a lot of what is modern it's fun to see just how early some of these things originate and how talented both of them were granted we mostly saw ricky's talent as a band leader but i was still legit impressed and enjoyed those 10 minute (laughs) songs about things i wasn't sure about no it was really cool that they did one in spanish that's really cool even if they were on the wrong side of the 1933 Cuban Revolution. Also, I have a quote from Ricky about Lucy. They were very in love. They did divorce eventually, but they were in love. And also, they had their careers, speaking of communists, during the Red Scare. Mm. And someone was like, is, yo, is Lucy a communist? And he's like, the only thing read about her is her hair. Oh. And that's fake. Ah. Call it fake. So... So they weren't maybe to my politics flavor of what I would like in this modern time. They certainly were successful capitalists. And they did fund, like we said in different episodes, uh, Desilu was the guys who made Star Trek and a bunch of neat stuff. So their stars shone brightly and longly on Hollywood. They are foundational. It was fun to see. This is a very special episode. This is a very seminal episode. Seminal. Seminal showbiz. Seminal in every sense of the word. Also, just like not getting to say the word pregnant. Like, (laughs) imagine not getting to say that word when that's what's going on. Yeah, watching watching him dance around it. Yeah. Right? You don't really notice it missing. Oh, I guess I wanted to ask you to that. Like, did you know that that was like the trivia for the episode? Or were you like, why aren't they saying pregnant? Um, I knew... I knew that there was an episode of I Love Lucy where Lucy is pregnant and they can't say pregnant. That said, it didn't really stick out to me for the most part. That's right. It didn't stick out like her baby bump. Yeah, I thought they I thought they danced around it pretty well. Did you miss it, David? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's not that odd to hear someone say I'm having a baby or something, so... Or I'm expecting... Yeah, so, or or I'm going there's, there's euphemisms. Yeah, that people use in everyday life, too, so it doesn't seem as jarring as if they're trying to really work around a word that we all generally say or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, that was this episode. Pretty special. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy everyone! Thanksgiving! Gobble, gobble! <laughs> Ooga mooga! <laughs> Ooga mooga, everyone! Ooga mooga! Remember that episode had that weird, like, mannequin lady in the window? Yeah! That freaky yeah. shit, dog! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Well... David Bitsenhofer, yeah. when you're not swollen with sandwich, where can we catch you online? Well, even when I am, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Dr. Bits. That's a doctor spelled out. And uh, at therealgentlemanofleasure.com. And Austin Gordon, when you're not keeping up with the scissoring sisters on your fanfic, <laughs> where, where are you online? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Austin Gordon. If you want to find my Scissor Sisters fanfic, Scissor you can go to uh, Lucy and Ethel Hot Gravy Sandwich dot org, and um, uh, all twenty six volumes will be found there. Wow! And then uh, you can also read my my non lesbian erotica lucy ethel fan fiction at uh, the real gentleman of leisure.com as well as at uh, xavierfiles.com where i am writing about hellions every month oh if you really do write some ethel stuff i'll be there for it see if you can throw on a little miss bliss and what's her face too <laughs> tina tina <laughs> i'm your host this evening carolyn Maine, and when i'm not mooning over people like a goober you can find me at carolyn Maine on twitter c-a-r-o-l-y-n-m-a-i-n like the street i have a facebook i'm carolyn Maine at gmail i have a game pitch please you can buy one at pitchplease.fun and this show that you are listening to that you know so well and we bring you all the thanksgiving specials you want uh, we are AVSE. You can find us at Facebook, AVSE Pod. We are a very special episode, podcast.com, Twitter at AVSE Pod, and AVSE Pod at gmail.com. We should read your mail one day again. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Someone needs to remind me to do that. Let's do it next earlier time. Earlier in the episode yeah. instead of at the end of the episode. It's a real trick, you guys. That's why we never do it. It's pretty hard. <laughs> <sighs> And yeah, you can you can come get a sandwich with us. Tell us your favorite sandwich. Tell us what sandwich you hate. Rate and review iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. Go ahead. Find us a very special episode. And for everybody at home, we're reminding you, if you're feeling dauncy, just get a shot in the liver or a shot of raw dog. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, good game, gentlemen. GG, GG. I love Lucy and she loves me. We're as happy as two can be. Sometimes we quarrel, but then, <laughs> how we love making up again. 
Lucy kisses like no one can. She's my missus and I'm her man. My life is heaven, you This AVSC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or the C What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, cause we gotta go pee. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode I think I need a liver, I need a liver shot well, yeah, it's because of shots that my liver's shot that I need a liver shot. Shots, 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 shots. Well, that's appropriate because you are female. I know. It's like I was thinking about that, like because I always I just look like fucking hammered shit, and it's also creamy and black and white. Thing like, do you, do you imagine like just hanging out in someone's house when they're not? Well, I'm pretty sure it's the pull-out method. This is America. We we sing in English here. It's coming up short on the script this week, boss. Let's uh, throw in a musical number and we're there. <laughs> we'll do two musical numbers. I would like to see him with some big titties. Got it. Being like, you know, the one time we decided not to go up the butt, guess what happened, you know, and then I'll be paid equally. I don't get it. This 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 speaks to me. I feel like I am dauncy more often than I'm not. <laughs> and I hope you don't skimp on the highly erotic aspects. <laughs> they should be married. Like, are they like shooting up in there every time? What is what? What's the what's the Catholic thing that we're supposed to do, David? Fa- uh... Count, count on your fingers. Only have sex after your have your period or something, or right before or something. Yeah. During the period, that's how Catholics like it. Why don't you just go wait in your house? Their sexual romance was heavenly. By the way, I've never wanted to have children. Right? We're on the same page or something. <laughs> like. Pretty damn Dodsey. Most most days lately, I, I feel like. I would like to dedicate this episode to a very special pug dog. Pablo Heckamer Jones. Pokey Joe. You are such a good boy. You're so good. Such a himbo. Such a nankama. So handsome. So brave. So cool. Thank you for being our boy. Our pets are amazing. They live right next to our hearts. That's business, baby.